Welcome to the Poet Delayed Podcast. My name is Scott Edgar. I'm the host. Uh, it's been a while since I've recorded uh, a new episode. I'm actually in the process of lining up some guests and getting some uh, new episodes scheduled. And in the meantime, however, I, I came across a poem on Instagram today, actually, that I was really moved by. And it's uh, by an individual named Kaylin Dion, spelled K-A-L-E-N-D-I-O-N. Um, it, it, I thought, expressed really well uh, an issue that I struggle with, that I've struggled with, uh, well, I don't know, as far back as I can remember. And so I wanted to take a minute and just share, well, first of all, to read it. And I'll post the, I'll find a way to post the Instagram post on this uh, episode page. So credit can be given where credit is due. But I wanted to read it and then just share some of my thoughts about um, what it means to me and, and, and some things that I have come to my mind as I've thought about it. So let's start out by uh, reading it first. Uh, it reads... Yes, you will rise from the ashes, but the burning comes first. For this part, darling, you must be brave. And as I said, that, uh, as by Kaylin Dion, and I felt like this expressed so well the struggles that I've had in my life as I've encountered difficult things that I need to do. And, and not just big things like... Uh, like healing, uh, like emotional trauma, not big things like that necessarily, but even smaller things like having uh, difficult tasks that I have to do, whether at work or when I was a kid in school, or, um, you know, uh, having difficult conversations with people, uh, mending relationships, any of those types of things, I think, um, are addressed by this beautiful poem. Uh I will say, though, that as I read this, what really came to mind was these last few years for me, the, the changes that I've been working through as I've kind of been shedding the old small person that I was, um, emotionally small. You know, I've used the analogy of being on my raft and just kind of living on my raft, not dying, but certainly not living. And as I've tried to get off that raft and swim to shore, uh, it's just been a scary thing, been a difficult thing. I've I've wanted to swim back to the raft many times, and and that that analogy kind of is in line with this analogy here, this rising from the ashes. Uh, but the burning comes first, doing the brave thing, even though it's hard and scary. Um, and so I just wanted to share some thoughts on that. Uh, this will not be a long podcast, so do not settle too cozily in your chair if that's what you're doing, because. It will not be long. However, hopefully I'll have some good thoughts for you. So my experience has been you know, with regard to um, change in life and, and with regard to you know, getting to a point where we have to go th through something hard to, to, to affect change in our lives. I, I've noticed my experience has been that there are times when I can see what I need to do. I can, I can, and then I voluntarily, I have the, I have the option to voluntarily step into the 
to the inferno, so to speak, and and experience that bravery or, or experience that pain, knowing, however, and voluntarily going through it, knowing that on the other end of this, I will, uh, you know, I will rise from the ashes like the phoenix, so to speak. And so there are those moments where I welcome it or I see it and I know I need to do it and I get up the bravery and, and the strength to go and, and, and do it. And that's one option that I've experienced. Another option, however, or not, not another option, but another experience that I've had is that after reaching a certain point or, I mean, not even necessarily reaching a certain identifiable point, but there are times when all of a sudden... I realized that I'm in the inferno. Inferno. I I didn't see it coming. I didn't voluntarily get in voluntarily get into it, but for some reason I'm in it. And I'm aware of what it is and and it hurts bad. And those in those moments when I am in it, when I did not necessarily choose to be in it, but now I'm in it. In those moments I have a decision to make and I've had a decision to make and I've made both decisions at different times. I can either sit in the inferno, sit in the flames and let them do their work. Let them burn away whatever they need to burn away. Let them affect the change in me that I need. Uh, Or I can leave and get out of the flames early without the change being done so those are the two options, and my experience has been with the first option. I've, I've come out, and I have felt the change, and I've and I've I've felt like I've progressed. Sometimes only progressed enough to then be presented with another burning fire that I have to go through, but that's not unique to me. I know that. The other option, or the other situation, where I exit the fire. I come out half burned, scarred, but otherwise unchanged. And it makes me trigger shy. I'm mixing all these metaphors in this episode. It makes me trigger shy to um, um, approach that, you know, whatever it was, the flame, the inferno. It makes me trigger shy to approach that again. And I find it very difficult and it kind of sets me back. So I don't feel like I stayed in the same place, but I feel like I've, I've moved back. I've lost ground and then I have to make that ground up. And so, you know, I've thought about this a lot, even before this poem, I always, I've always thought, well, why is it so hard? Why can't I just see what I need to do and go and do it? Well, I I think the obvious um, answer is that it's painful. It's hard. And there's, you know, fear of pain, fear of loss, you know, because, you know, the reality is that, uh, yes, as the poem says, you will rise from the ashes, but the burning comes first. And so we have to go through whatever the pain is, whatever the change, whatever needs to affect that change, we need to go through it. And, you know, we're not all David Goggins, so we, it's, it's scary and it's hard. It's painful. And, you know, there's this fear of losing relationships. I mean, there's a fear of losing you know, belief systems, um, you know, oftentimes we need to confront these wounds that we've had that either we weren't aware of or 
but but have been hidden from us or we've we've kind of suppressed them unconsciously or um, we are aware of them and we are not wanting to face them. But when we go through these process, when we decide, okay, we need to change, we need to go through the fire, whatever, all of that stuff is going to come up. These fear of loss, the fear of pain, the fear of confronting these things that we have been hiding from for so long. All of those fears come before us. And it's hard to, my, my experience has been, it's a mighty hard thing to continue forward when that's what you're facing. And my experience has also been that for me, at least it was impossible to do on my own without friends and family there to help me through it. And I think maybe that's a, you know, that's, that was the big difference for me in, in making the progress that I have made is that I've been able to turn to people and not keep it inside of me. I've been able to be vulnerable and open up to people and say, hey, I need help with this, or can you help me? And some people have just come to me knowing that I needed the help, and I've accepted it. Um, whereas, I, you know, growing up, it was more, I'm just going to, I'll take care of it all. You know, don't worry about me. You know, just keep going. I got it. I got, you know, I'll take care of me. You don't worry about it. And as a result, I, I skirted difficult things. In fact, I always found myself looking for shortcuts in projects, things or things that I had to do. I mean, I, I would always in my mind try to justify shortcuts or justify my way of being when I knew that it wasn't going to work. And all the time I spent trying to find shortcuts, had I just done what I was supposed to do, I would have been done with it much sooner. But in the end, I ended up not even accomplishing what I was supposed to do because I spent all my time looking for shortcuts and ended up just not doing it. Whereas if I had just stood up and faced the pain, whatever it was, and walked through it, then I would have accomplished that thing. But the fear of facing it, the fear of pain, the fear of loss, the fear of failure, all of that um, prevented me from doing what I needed to do. And I say prevented me, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I, I know that I was the one, I was the one making those decisions and they were scary decisions for me. I'm not being specific with what they were because frankly, I don't remember all of them, but I just, I know that those were my experiences it was so, from, from things as simple as uh, doing school reports, doing school work rather than just sitting down and hammering it out, trying to figure out some quick way to do it, you know, monkeying with the uh, margins on the paper. So it's a, it's a, it takes it from a, a five page paper to a 10 page paper or the fonts, you know, finding what is the biggest font, new times Roman or Arial or whatever. Um, spending all the time doing that rather than just sitting down and doing the research and writing the paper. I mean, that was how I approached everything back then. And I, and, and then going to the bigger, deeper issues of, my spiritual wellness and my emotional health, rather than facing the pain and the, and, and the difficulty that was there, I, I would either try to, um, you know, justify my where I was, justify that what I was doing was the right thing to be doing, uh, despite the pain and stagnation in my life. Uh, all sorts of justifications, rather than 
you know, addressing the questions that I had, I would just stuff them away. Or one common thing I would always say is, well, I'm just going to shelve this now here because I don't understand this. Well, I tell you what, if I could rewind time, I wouldn't shelve that stuff anymore. I would take it off the shelf and I'd say, you know what, I want to figure this out. And, and I would have looked into it, but that was scary for me because it, it, for me, my experience, this is, this is specific to me. My experience was that looking into these doubts and questions that I had regarding faith, regarding, um, the way I was living, that struck terror in me because if through the investigation or looking through or, or, or looking at these questions that I had or these doubts that are creeping into my mind, if I really pursued those and and they yielded a certain answer that struck at the foundation of this belief system that I had that frankly was you know, really the only support I had in my life, if it struck at that, and I'm speaking about religion here, if it struck at that, and it all came crumbling down. I was terrified that I would be lost, and I would have my whole meaning in life would be um, gone, and I wouldn't be able. I, I wouldn't even know what to do, and so I was terrified. I was shelved, it. and so maybe you know, to be fair to myself, maybe I was not in an emotional state where I could, and so shelving it was the right thing to do. You know, and 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 I think that's an important thing to remember as I think about this. Um, we're not all ready at all times to go through the burning. I think that that is something that, like, like I can't look at somebody and say, you need to walk through those flames now because maybe they won't survive it if they do. I don't think I would have survived it when I was younger had I investigated or looked into these you know, questions I had about faith, about religion. I don't know that I would have survived it, frankly, because I need, that, that gave me a foundation. That gave me something to stand on that kept me going from day to day. And it kept me alive. I, I, you know, I say that a lot and I really feel like it did because otherwise I, I didn't have the emotional capacity really to deal with things that were coming at me in my life. And I, I needed some sort of a structure, some sort of a framework that came with pre canned answers to life's questions. But as I've grown, as I've, um, come into myself more then I have, I've become more able to endure those flames and they're still painful and they still hurt. But I feel as I come through on the other end, as I feel more of a whole person and that's been rewarding for me. But, you know, I, I do find that, um, there's not just one flame. There's not just one fire that we go through. There's, there, there's quite a few of them. Um, But I, I've, you know, I think, uh, yeah, it was Carl Jung said, there's no coming to consciousness without pain. And so this fits. I mean, there's no coming to consciousness without pain. And coming to consciousness, I think I, I would, I would uh, liken that to our um, coming into ourselves, coming into alignment with who we are. And that's painful because that does, that does involve, you know, you know, the death of relationships. I don't know that it has to, but it just seems like it does. Um, or at least a fear of, you know, just, just having the fear that going through this is going to result in a death of relationships 
that can be enough to stop someone from from going through this um, this this uh, you know these these fires that burn away. I think it was Jordan Peterson said that we have to you know burn away the the dead wood on us. He says sometimes that could be up to ninety five percent of yourself, and that's painful and it's scary. And you know so you know the fear of losing relationships that can be enough to stop somebody and 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 keep them in the way of life that they're going in and you know and maybe that's what they need at that that moment i'm not going to tell i'm not i'm never going to suggest that someone needs to stand up and walk through the fire i don't i don't know that's my place to do that and but you know because who do who am i to i guess who am i to tell somebody that's the right fire for them to walk through. I don't know. I mean, that's, I, I think that that's a personal decision that everybody makes, but, uh, you know, it reminds, as I was thinking about this too, it reminded me of, uh, the first elegy and Rilke's Duino elegies. And he's, he's kind of, uh, hinting here. I don't know if it's hinting as much as pretty blatant actually, uh, about the, you know, we hear about the hero's journey. Joseph Campbell talked a lot about it kind of based on the archetypes and you see it everywhere. Uh, in, in uh, stories, ancient myths, and Star Wars, and all that stuff. But it, but here he says this. He says, "Begin again and again the never attainable praising. Remember, the hero lives on. Even his downfall was merely a pretext for achieving his final birth." I love that. I, I, it's it it's so, you know, in, in the hero's journey, we you know, we hear about the call. You know, an individual be going about their life, and then he or she will have this call to adventure. Um, and they'll have to leave their life, and then they will have to go, and and it's life changing. And if they go through with it, sometimes they abort the call. Um, and I've done that many times in fire. I've I've started it and jettisoned myself because it was too painful for me. You know, so we may start it. We may heed the call. We may start down that path of the hero's journey and get terrified and 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 run back to our old way of life. And and again, no judgment here to anybody because it's hard and it's painful. And I think we need to have patience and gentleness with ourselves and with other people in this process. Um, but but after that, he says another thing that that that. In fact, this next part I'm going to read from the Duino Elegies. It's, this, it's the same. It's the first elegy. It's this, in fact, it's just the next line. Uh, is what first came to mind when I read and started thinking about this poem um, uh, from Instagram. He, he writes further in there. He says, But nature, spent and exhausted, takes lovers back into herself as if there were not enough strength to create them a second time. And I've, I you know, I remember when I first read that, but I think about it a lot as I go about um, in my days. I think, all right, am I just doing or doing certain things because I just don't want to put in the effort to go up a level, and so I'm just I'm just satisfying myself with the status quo. Is there something more that I can be achieving? Or, and, and if there is, am I just 
too tired and exhausted to do it. And so I'm just settling for what I have here. Uh, and, and sometimes that's 100% the truth. And sometimes it's also true that I am spent and exhausted and I don't have the energy at that point to go up a level. But I know that there all are also other times when I could find the energy to go up the other level, to go up to another level. And I'm just speaking metaphorically here. Uh, no specific examples, but I could go up to the next level. But instead, I'm exhausted and I choose to settle for what I have. And there are times, however, where, and there have been specific times, where I have made the decision, regardless of how painful and exhausted I was, regardless of the, the burning of the flames, I've made the decision to sit in them and let them, the dross and the dead wood burn off of me, become ashes. And I have come out on the other side, as I mentioned earlier, at a different level, better off than I was before. But I will say this, that while that is true, even on the other side, I have found that there's still a pain and kind of a yearning to go back through the fire, to go backwards. Um, I haven't, but I've found that that has been the case. It's, you know, for some things. And so that, I guess that's a caveat that I need to be aware of. Maybe, you know, somebody out there listening hears that and thinks, yes, I get that. I need to be aware of that too. But, oh, and then the other one is, as I am on the other side of that fire, gone through, burned it off, come through the ashes, risen from the ashes, then I'm confronted with another fire. And I know that's not unique to me either. And so it's hard and it's it's hurts and it's exhausting. I think it's perfectly okay, at least that's how I feel, to pause and um, and maybe just stay at that level for a little bit. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a personal decision that each of us needs to make. But anyway, I I just wanted to uh, share these comments as I, you know, this, I, 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 sometimes I come across poetry and I read it and I just think, dang, I wish I had written that. And this is one of those. It's very simple and beautiful. And it's, it's not, it's not a, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a unique concept, but the way it's presented, I think, is just so beautiful and so simple. And I love the use of the word darling. It just makes it tender and gentle. And uh, I'm just going to read it again. Yes, you will rise from the ashes, but the burning comes first. For this part, darling, you must be brave. And my experience has been that we have to go through the burning to rise and that it does take bravery. And in addition to the bravery, it takes support from family and friends who don't necessarily need to know and understand what you're going through, only that you're going through something and that 
they just they don't have to give explanations. They don't have to be. They don't have to be able to empathize. They don't have to be able to um, give you answers. They just need to be able to sit and be present with you. For me, that has made all the difference. That there are friends who love me, family who loves me, who have just been present with me and sat with me. And, you know, I would encourage each of us to to be aware of that as we as we I guess just be aware of you know what as much as possible what we're our we are first what we ourselves are going through but also what others around us are going through and sit with them if we can and and be thoughtful of them so anyway thank you for listening more episodes coming up for all of you or any of you, I should say, any of you who are interested, more episodes coming up and, uh, thank you for listening. And, uh, may I be, I is the only prayer. Remember that. Thanks.